The Public News Service Daily Newscast, May the 18th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. President Joe Biden traveled to Buffalo Tuesday to grieve with residents of the city after 10 people were killed over the weekend in an anti-black racist attack. During a speech at Buffalo's Delavan Grider Community Center, Biden recalled the names of the 10 victims and who they were to their community. Biden says evil came to Buffalo through a hateful individual, just as it has recently in cities such as Charleston, Pittsburgh, and El Paso. He says we cannot remain silent about the dangers of white supremacy and racism and how people have been radicalized through politics and social media. White supremacy is a poison running through our body politic. And it's been allowed to fester and grow right in front of our eyes. We need to say as clearly and forcefully as we can that the ideology of white supremacy has no place in America. The gunman, an 18-year-old white man, is believed to have been motivated by white supremacist ideology. He's alleged to have posted online about the Great Replacement Theory, a conspiracy theory that non-white people are immigrating to the United States and other Western countries specifically to diminish the influence of white people. I'm Emily Scott. Six months ago this week, Biden signed into law the bipartisan infrastructure law, and Wisconsin's towns and cities are planning how best to spend billions of dollars earmarked for the state. The law includes more than half a billion dollars to improve the state's public transportation. At a news conference at a city bus garage Tuesday, Madison Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway said the city will be using that to help fund a new fleet of nearly 50 electric buses, which will save the city nearly a quarter million gallons of diesel fuel annually. And we will save up to 135 metric tons of greenhouse gases for each bus each year. That's a really remarkable reduction in our climate change contributions. The package also includes new funding to support rural broadband access, about $5.2 billion to rehabilitate Wisconsin's highways, and $225 million to address its failing bridges. According to the American Road and Transportation Builders Association, nearly a 1,000 of Wisconsin's bridges were considered structurally deficient as of last year. This is Jonah Chester reporting. And the Justice Department has asked the House Committee investigating the January 6th attack for transcripts of interviews it is conducting behind closed doors, some with associates of former President Donald Trump. The New York Times reports that is according to people with knowledge of the situation. The Times says the move is further evidence of the wide-ranging nature of the department's criminal inquiry into events leading up to the assault on the Capitol and the role played by Mr. Trump and his allies as they sought to keep him in office after his defeat in the 2020 election. This is PNS. An official plan to expand broadband in Texas is due out June 15th after state officials traveled near and far to collect public comments on Internet access and affordability. Tim Morstad with AARP Texas says the pandemic highlighted that equal access to high-speed Internet is critical and no longer a nice-to-have luxury. we got to get access to high-speed Internet, and we got to make sure it's affordable, and we got to make sure that people have the skills to be able to utilize it. I picture it as a three-legged stool to make sure that we can really unlock the potential for older Texans. Texas lawmakers passed legislation last year to create the Texas Broadband Development Office. I'm Roz Brown. Later this year, the Texas Broadband Office expects to issue a map of the state property by property to show where expansion is needed. And Michigan is taking steps to improve the child welfare system during this National Foster Care Month. 
In Michigan, nearly a quarter of young people who are in foster care at age 17 experience homelessness by the time they turn 19, and that jumps to about a third by 21. And unemployment rates for former foster youths are 2.5 times higher than the general youth population. Demetrius Starling with Michigan's Children's Services Agency says things such as wraparound and mental health services have not always been available to families and kids in a timely manner. We're looking at permanency. We're looking at ways to wrap services around our families and the communities and keep kids safely at home, if at all possible. But also we're really looking to make sure that we keep siblings placed in foster care together and also limit the time the children are spending in foster homes. These steps build on reforms that have been in progress for more than a decade after a national advocacy group filed a class action lawsuit in 2006 alleging constitutional and federal law violations regarding permanency of foster placements, lack of proper medical and dental care, and few supports for those aging out of the system. Since then, there have been multiple consent decrees to make improvements. I'm Lee Bolke reporting. Finally, Eric, take it off, lets us know Montana's efforts to increase college graduation numbers is getting a boost from a new grant. The nonprofit Complete College America has chosen the Treasure State and two other states for its policy, equity, and practice initiative, made possible through a $1.75 million grant from Ascendium Education Group. The goal is to help underserved students, such as low-income, Native American, and rural students, graduate in a timely manner and without a mountain of student debt. Christine Miller with the Montana University System says the initiative will help students with needs in math and English, which are indicators of academic outcomes. How do we provide them the right courses so that they're in college-level credit-bearing courses, that they're not wasting time and money on prerequisite courses that don't get them any credit? And that- this is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.